0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. It is 2022. Nerd Bomber, do we have anything on the soundboard celebratory? I'm putting you on the spot here. I think all we have musically is like sad trombone. Um,
1: I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I can't sing, so that's the best you're going to get.
0: It was not on the soundboard. That was actually Taylor Swift. We got a cameo unpaid. That was pretty good. I haven't really... I don't listen to much Taylor Swift. You don't. So you haven't
1: heard that song? I feel like that was the 22-year-old birthday anthem.
0: Yeah, I've heard that song, certainly. And I'm I'm sure when I turned 22, I I sang that song.
2: Jokingly. Or like I made a Facebook story. I'm excited for that pop song that celebrates turning 30. You remember that one, right?
0: There is one? There's
2: there, got to be one. I actually, I think you're making a joke, not. but there's got to be one. But there should be. Celebrate 30. 30 is the new 20, guys. Thriving
0: thirties. 30. I mean... Is it too much personal information to say 30 is coming down the pipe for all of us? 30-30. The, the, big, the big bad three O. It's going to happen for all of us in the year 2022, for some of us sooner than others. So, I don't know. Be on the lookout for that. I am Illegal86. I am one of your three hosts. Uh, I have Nerd Bomber and Tectic with me here, who you've already heard from. And we're going to be taking you through another year in online history. We're going to be your tour guides through all things video games, movies, pop culture, giving our takes whether or not you want them and just generally trying very hard to be engaging and hopefully we come through with that this week we got some mostly spicy video game news actually all three video game topics i think this is a pivot i think last week we did all three movie topics so kind of just bouncing back and forth between those we're going to be talking a little bit about harry potter in particular some some news about what ea did with their mmo back in the day Uh, we're going to be talking about bioshock creator i assume it's ken levine I don't think that name is ever pronounced Levine. Ken Levine, the creator of Bioshock. What's going on with his next game? And we're going to be talking about Goldeneye. That game that you played in your neighbor's basement back in the 90s. At least if you were me. I played it one time in my neighbor's basement. More on that later. But I, you know, first things first. I think on the secret segment we have gone through some 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 resolutions, you know, things like that. I, I was sadly not around for that. But just bring me up to speed here. You guys got any New Year's resolutions for twenty twenty two that I should be uh, I should be privy to?
1: I mean, definitely like the the health stuff. But for me, it was being more reasonable with my goals and what I set out <laughs> to do.
0: I thought. I thought you were just going to stop just being more reasonable. That, <laughs> that's, that's the, you know what? I think that's a good resolution for all of us. Just be more reasonable this year. Try and use reason. That's uh, be more reasonable with goals. I think like I spoke to someone a long time ago. I think I might've mentioned this on the, I probably mentioned this on the podcast last new year's. Cause I think about it every single new year's. Now this, this friend that I really don't talk to anymore, actually, she gave me some very sage wisdom, which was you shouldn't make new year's resolutions because then you refocus or you focus all of your self improvement on one specific time of the year and for the rest of the year you just kinda dig around. But I don't know around I still make, fun. Yeah, my New Year's I resolution
2: told, was to dick around.
0: It's is to dick around more. <laughs> right. I I don't really subscribe to that as much as I always think about it. I always make New Year's resolutions. Mine this year is the traditional get healthy New Year's resolution. But there's a reason for that. And I can't remember. Did I mention on the, what I'm doing later this year on the podcast last week? I got some big plans. Not a sponsor. Let me start by saying that. And also, I don't think you guys know this yet. I think this is. I'm breaking this news to you live on the air. I'm doing a tough mutter this year, guys. Did you I mention told this? Did I tell you this? I told you this. Did I do this? I say it on the air last week. Do I? Have I don't no remember, memory?
1: but I feel like my reaction—if it was on the air or even just like between the two of us—I remember being like, "Ooh." It was that's
2: along rough. the lines of, "My uncle's making me do it."
0: My uncle is making me do it, but that's as good a reason as I need to do it. And obviously, in order to survive it, I need to get healthy.
1: So, like, what's the workout plan? Just pull-ups?
0: I've been told because my uncle's done it before, my cousin's done it before. I have been told that you think that running is going to be the hard part because it's 15k but it's 15k between various obstacles so either you're spending a lot of time in between running sessions not running so the running is don't get me wrong important but the more important thing it was impressed upon me is upper body strength which unfortunately if you've ever if you ever s- slapped eyes on me you know that's that not so of my pull ups because pull-ups, pull-ups yeah. are the
2: only things that i do well it's pull-ups yeah so it, it's so
0: i i bought a pull-up bar on a little website called amazon.com shout out to Jeff Bezos and uh, it's one of those door frame boys put it up in the door frame very low impact
2: stuff pretty I will perfect say, for me actually
1: I caution you cuz we had one of those and it definitely will dent the door frame
2: It'll d- and you'll also I, fall a couple times if you get aggressive on your pull ups
0: look i have an apartment this is not my house i don't care i had the same exact thought I'm, I'm i'm aware of the da- of the dangers and look i need to if i don't do this i'll i will die in september
2: do you want me to wear a, uh, an illegal mask and when it's at the pull-up section? That's the only muscle I work out to the point where it's annoying.
0: I don't know if there's a pull. I mean, these obstacles are pretty creative. It's not, it's not just do a pull-up. <laughs> like that would, uh, I, I like, I. So yeah, update on the pull-ups, by the way. I can do exactly zero pull-ups right now. I tried yesterday for the first time. I did my first workout of the new year yesterday. It nearly killed me. I'm so sore sitting here right now. You don't even know. But that's good because it means it's working right away. I'm drinking protein shakes. I'm taking vitamins. Ooh. Guys, this is new year, new year, new me situation. But I think I told you guys this last week, again, maybe not on the air. One of the obstacles in the Tough Mudder. So for those who don't know the Tough Mudder, you run 15K, but in, in between there's, there's obstacles that are basically feats of strength and endurance and basically how much pain and discomfort can you endure. And therefore it's what makes it a Tough Mudder. And I'm doing it with a team of like 10 people or something. It's more than that. It's like 17. But one of the like first obstacles that i read about it's just like crawl through live wires like there's no it's not strength Like it's not electrical anything about wires yeah like they just zap you with like some low voltage it's not actually going to hurt you but it's going to be you know those like when the kid offers you a stick a gum but it's actually like one of those buzzer things it's like that but y'all all over your whole body that just, and that's just like,
1: like a good time
0: someone came up with that and that's what i'll be doing this year so i my new year's resolution is to g- get hair on my chest to be able to withstand that via working out. Why don't so, they just um, call
1: it the masochistic mutters?
0: Ding. It's got some. It's got a nice alliteration to it too. You might want to run that by them. But that's, so. That's my new tactic. What is your New Year's resolution? We've gone through ours.
2: Um, to become proficient at one of the many hobbies that I have. I have a lot of hobbies that I'm average Joe at. And uh, I want to be proficient at one of them.
0: Jack of all trades, master of none situation is is where you're currently sitting. i'm I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm not I'm not saying that to you. That would be mean. but it sounds like that's how you're describing yourself, uh, whether correct or incorrect.
2: yeah, and by um, proficiency, I mean really follow through to like completion on something. you know, I, I said I wanted to get into writing. I've dabbled in that. I said I wanted to do these various tinkering things. I've dabbled in that, but I've always you are a dabbler. Yeah, I, I've I've always made these kind of small-scale things. I've never kind of followed through into something grandiose.
0: Well, yes, yeah, so again, I, when you sa- I said, what's your resolution? You said, become proficient, and you paused, perhaps intentionally, and I thought you were just going to say, that's it, just become proficient, which, again, would be a good New Year's resolution because it's open-ended. You don't know what you're going to become, become proficient in, just something. I think we're all going to nail it this year. I think 2022 is going to be a good year for all of us, hopefully for everybody, not just the three hosts of this podcast, but you know 2022 it's it's gonna be an exciting year uh lots of news to be had so we can dive right in to harry potter now i want to i want to sneak in a minor what are you up to here and say and i guess ask you guys did you watch the new thing the new harry potter thing i can't even think of what it's called right now harry no, potter 20th something
1: i haven't gotten around to it i think it's like a two-hour time don't do it right
0: it's an hour 45 and it was an enormous waste of time
1: oh that's sad
0: i uh, I want to soapbox here a little bit and say just how, how bad this was. It was, they literally like, it was so cobbled together. And this is not an exaggeration. This is an actual news story that broke. I think today, the day we're recording this, they were talking, they were interviewing Emma Watson, talking about how she got her start in the Harry Potter movies and how, when she was young, yada, yada, yada. And they showed a picture of Emma Watson in Mickey Mouse ears at like a breakfast table, eating breakfast while she was talking then fans all came out and watched this and one fan who was not me said no that's emma roberts (laughs) and hbo had to go back and correct it they got the wrong emma in the freaking stock footage it's just it, it felt very cobbled together it felt very emotionally manipulative without a lot of substance a lot of like the cast interviewing each other and just making these very cloying remarks about like oh we we all still love each other and we all miss each other every day and it's just it i don't want to be a cynic but i'm gonna be it ranks so untrue the entire time and there was no well i shouldn't say no but there was very limited like behind the scenes interesting substance which is what i showed up for and it's not what i got so I just wanted to throw that in there before you... This is a Harry Potter topic. I wanted to throw, toss that out there and basically warn people not to watch it. Uh, again, maybe that's the cynic in me, but there was, at one point, a Harry Potter MMO. Now, there is a Harry Potter game coming. I don't think it would be characterized as an MMO, but there is a, one coming now. But there was one way back in the early 2000s that EA was working on. And this is a fun news topic. This is not even... Maybe this isn't even considered news, but it broke on IGN that... In the early 2000s, EA canceled this project because the company, and I'm quoting, didn't believe that the IP would have a shelf life longer than a year or two. So just take a second, imagine, maybe close your eyes if you have to, listeners. Imagine the most wrong you've ever been. <laughs> you probably have not been this wrong. Like that's, big companies get it wrong, man. And you know, EA, we all know EA's gotten it wrong quite a few times.
1: Well, what's crazy but, to me about this is like, Then they went on to make so many adaptation games. Like every single movie had a game adaptation. They made the freaking amazing Quidditch game, which I played the heck out of. And like, yeah, I know consoles where kids primarily played, I think, back in the early 2000s. Because realistically, I think like the early Harry Potter IP stuff, like the first three books were more geared towards kids. And then, you know, it kind of gained a more adult gathering and following as the books aged up
2: as we aged up
1: well, right and so i think like those early books and the early movies were probably more geared towards kids who would play on consoles so maybe an mmo wouldn't have like worked well but can you imagine like i'm thinking like a neopets but hogwarts sort of deal but like actually well, better so... than neopets and not like a, a trash everyone game gets thing. a
2: dobby is their pet pet
1: i want an owl dude dobby is a free elf in my house
2: it's, it's true and if, he,
0: if he's not just give him close this game was very far along before it was killed it had a working beta all the necessary research was done EA was even in the process of working on systems to mail out prizes and ribbons to players are
1: you serious in what
0: was called a combination offline online experience dude what I mean
1: this would have made my life awesome. as a kid
0: it, it, yeah in like in 2000 whatever two, this was between 2000 and 2003 this game was reportedly in development which let's not gloss over that by the way the books weren't even done yet and they thought this IP was going to die they were the sixth book hadn't even come out when they killed this that is just insane and it sounds like it would have been lightning in a freaking bottle so again just imagine how wrong you've been you haven't been this wrong before
1: look at the reaction and this is even in the context of J.K. Rowling being like a kind of persona non grata these days when they announced Hogwarts Legacy what was that two years ago three years ago everyone 2020
2: was when it was announced
1: stoked like the buzz around that game even with all of the crazy stuff that jk rowling has been involved in drawing question to the ip in general people were still like you know these these books these characters this whole franchise is something that like i loved as a kid and i'm excited for imagine how much money they could have raked in they are probably kicking themselves
0: so WB is coming out with Hogwarts Legacy. It was originally slated for a 2021 release when it was announced, but it was pushed back during the year last year and is slated to be released this year. So we will soon, you know, EA is going to get a get a strong helping of told you so kind of just from the world, I guess. To, to go back to the JK Rowling thing, I mean, it was also, if there's one reason to watch the Harry Potter retrospect, again, I can't remember what it's called. I'm sorry. I keep butchering it. But... If there's one reason to watch it, that makes it fascinating, it is watching the special frantically try and distance themselves from J.K. Rowling, and like I'm not saying they shouldn't, they definitely should, but like they, she is featured in some like archival interview footage, and HBO plasters this was recorded in 2019 on the screen every chance they get, and again for for good reason. If you don't know what's going on with J.K. Rowling, pause the podcast, Google it she's not a nice person. TLDR. I'm just, I'm, she's
1: just an obtuse human yeah. being right now.
0: She's, she's just, it, it. it's fascinating not just to watch the special, but it is fascinating to, I think it's fascinating for a lot of people, maybe all the fans of the series. It's fascinating to come upon a person who has created this incredibly positive world that has taught so many people, so many lasting and important lessons about inclusivity and you know living life in the correct way and you know it's it's this, is fair, this this book series ferried people through childhood myself among them and then she was like okay i now have all the money in the world what if i was the worst person like it just it 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 boggles the mind
1: well what i don't understand I don't, is like even if she was always this person we didn't know and we would never have did come through if she didn't yeah tweet it like i just i will never understand
2: some people just need to have their phones taken away that's all
0: reading the books you know and even watching the movies all that like you wouldn't get that from any of the what she's created and it's just it's amazing to see the creator distance herself from the creations so profoundly and so negatively well, I but think anyway we, one of we my favorite things that, though
1: just in general though about the harry potter franchise and everything going on with her is like Okay, yeah, if you buy new things now, you're obviously putting money in her pocket. But like the stuff you already enjoyed and liked and whatnot, like we own that world now, kind of, you know? Like one of the cool things about art in general, be it a movie, a book, a game, when you experience something, you make your own interpretations. And I guess this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with our guest interviewer, Daniel Greenberg, a few episodes ago. But like you have your own interpretation of what's going on, you kind of own an art form when you consume it so that is yeah. i guess one positive spin if you were like us and really loved harry potter growing up and are now just like what the what i
0: i think there's an element of what she did and continues to do that is it's her clinging to relevancy but like because before all that stuff broke you remember what she used her twitter account for before that she would like she would literally tweet things that were like yeah wizards would take a dump and then they would apparate the poop somewhere (laughs) like she would just like kind of tack things on to what she had created in tweet form in like 140 characters and it would be things that no one ever needed or asked for and i think it was because she was like i have to keep building this world or people will forget who i am which is insane yeah we don't need to keep going down this road but ea is ea was dumb jk rowling currently is dumb uh, is there more that needs to be said? Hogwarts Legacy could be good.
1: Dude, I am. I'm really hoping Hogwarts Legacy is good. Like,
2: yeah. See, I I don't know if this IP really has a long standing, though. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's a new
0: movie. Did we talk about Fate, fate of Dumbledore? I don't think we broadcast? did. Uh, th- I mean, if you haven't seen the trailer, there's not much to talk about. And that's probably why we didn't talk about it. The main takeaway is that Jude Law still got it going on. That's like when I watch trailers like Jude Law still got it going on. That's all I needed to know. And I probably won't see it because i didn't see any of the other fantastic beast movies they seem kind of strange to me did you watch
1: any of those i watched the first one and half of the second one and i say half of the second one because i caught it on like hbo or something and i i don't know i wasn't i couldn't get into them Mm -hmm. they weren't carty
0: johnny depp wasn't doing it for you
1: no and like i just the characters weren't that compelling to me so i was just like
0: which which again is you would think grindelwald would be able to be compelling (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I haven't watched any of that. I shouldn't be throwing barbs at them. I haven't even given them a try. But I was never particularly interested to begin with. So, no, no release dates to mention here, other than what I've already mentioned. Hogwarts Legacy is slated to come out sometime in 2022. I don't think we have a more definite release date than that right now. But when we do, expect to hear about it. Why don't we stay in nostalgia land for for a few minutes here? I guess what I want to ask you guys first, you know, did you play? golden eye 007 to any specific and significant extent because what i mentioned before was true i played it once in my neighbor's basement this was not even a neighbor that was a friend of mine he was a friend of my brother's so i don't even know why i was there I, i'm sure i wasn't supposed to be there and people were having a real good time playing that game yeah it i know fantastic. It's, a, it's a legendary
2: game it yeah. was like the go-to I, game for at my cousin's house as a kid
0: so, so the news here essentially is that there's a website called True Achievements that tracks Xbox Achievement Activity. And they picked up on an achievement, True Achievements, yeah. And they picked up on an achievement list for GoldenEye 007, which had never been seen before. 55 achievements that are worth a total of 1,000 uh, gamer score, which is a hint that there may be a new port in the works. There was, and I, I thought I remembered this, there was an updated version of GoldenEye that was being developed for Xbox Live Arcade, but it was canceled due to licensing issues. <laughs> um i don't know if that has been since revived but it does seem like the kind of thing that you know really should happen rare was doing a golden I 7 remaster that was also canceled but in february of 2021 about a year ago now i guess the game files were shared on the internet we didn't talk about this in the podcast sounds like a pretty significant thing i just don't know i mean product 007 we did talk about that's uh, a new game coming from hitman developer io interactive I can imagine a remaster or a port having all kinds of issues, particularly surrounding licensing, like was mentioned before, and the use of Pierce Brosnan's likeness. No, I think it, it would it does, be one of those
2: things where Pierce Brosnan would be like, heck
0: yeah, bring this back. Prob- I mean, he probably doesn't care. He probably doesn't even know what a video game is. He's Pierce Brosnan. But like, I... I mean, does it
1: even really look like him? When you think back to graphics back then, like, it probably just looks like a pixely blob man.
0: There is a picture here in this IGN article Sex that is hysterical. It's, you, you know, the, the typical James Bond movie beginning, which is he's in the bullet of the gun and like he shoots at you and the blood runs down. You, you guys have seen James Bond movies mm-hmm. and there's a screenshot of that here and it's taken from the game and it, it is Pierce Brosnan's face. But it looks like you know the scene at the end of Deadpool where he has Hugh Jackman's face cut out of a magazine and he's taped it onto his <laughs> head. It yeah, looks that's like that's how that. they did. Like it
2: look, that's how they animated faces. They basically stuck on a picture on these moving characters, these sticks. Like yeah, well, like polygons, like yeah. three triangles with a with a picture kind of
0: plastered over it. That's what this looks like. So yeah, that's a good point. But I don't know. I don't know if this would be a port or a full remaster. Presumably there would be some graphical improvement applied to it. But it does seem like a no-brainer in a day and age where nostalgia is a particularly valuable currency and in a day and age where Rare probably doesn't have a whole lot going on right now.
1: I was honestly confused that it never got included with like the Rare replay package. Remember when that was a big thing when
0: the
1: Xbox One release, there was all of the Rare games basically packaged into that one and they basically ported it over and scaled everything up so it was playable on the Xbox One. And it's kind of confusing to me that they never either patched it as part of the collection or brought it back in any capacity to be played. And especially when you look at like the Xbox in general over the last I don't know, maybe 5 years or so, I feel like their big play was other than Game Pass, you know, backwards compatibility. They were bringing all of these old games to the Xbox One for the longest yeah. time. And how did this not happen already?
0: I remember v- very specifically when I was de- and I, I, you know, you and Tectic were in on this decision when I was deciding, okay, do i want to buy a ps4 or an xbox one i was looking at certain characteristics of each obviously and and the backwards compatibility for xbox was a big sell and then rare replay i remember i was making a list of like what games are exclusives on specific consoles and what what games do i really want and rare rare replay was what i believe it was called was at near the top of the list Mm -hmm. for xbox because they had so many great games that i had played before like the banjo kazooie games and all those like I was very, very invested in that. And you're exactly right. You would think they would have been like, okay, what's our most popular title maybe ever? Because I would think it's got to be close to the top of the list for them. Again, it, mu- it, it it must be a licensing thing. I imagine IO Interactive probably had to go to the ends of the earth to get the James Bond IP signed over to them. But nonetheless, it would seem like the kind of thing where everybody wins. You know, it's one of those like, it's one of those things where it should come out like almost like um Tony Hawk, mm-hmm. the remaster of Tony Hawk. It just made perfect sense. Everybody won. There were no losers. Gamers won. Tony Hawk won. Whoever produced it won. I think it was EA. I can't even remember. This seems like it should fall into that same exact category of just like, remember this game? Here it is. It's back and it looks better. Go enjoy it. Don't worry about anything else. <laughs> like,
1: It'll I don't be know. interesting. It's just- like they'll have to revisit the controls, I would imagine, because. Even a lot of the old games that are backwards compatible from like the Xbox, original Xbox or 360 era, playing them back on the Xbox One, especially when you look at how controller schemes have been really honed in, especially nowadays, I feel like it's going to feel clunky as all heck if they don't revisit that and like tune it up a little bit. You know what I mean?
0: Well, so I've heard because I almost, I think... I, might have, I must have mentioned on the podcast at one point last year, sometime during the the gray soup of time that is pandemic life, I bought the remaster. I'm not even sure if it was a remaster, but for the Nintendo Switch, they re-released Star Wars Racer, which is that pod racing game that was out on the N64 way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Played through it and loved it. And I was gonna buy Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast, which is like one of the more popular Star Wars games that ever existed but I I read a bunch of reviews and they kind of said what you're, what you're talking about, which is the controls suffer so badly, like playing them back in the day made perfect sense. Playing them now with the controls being what they are, it is so painful to do. So I held off. And I think you're absolutely right that if there's one like top of the list thing you need to be careful of when you're porting games or remastering games or whatever, it's looking at the control scheme and asking the very basic question of, does it make sense? (laughs) Because, A lot of the time, it doesn't. I mean, we talked about... And again, going back to the Daniel Greenberg interview, I remember saying how just insane the N64 controller was. It doesn't make sense. When you look at it, it makes no sense.
1: They definitely didn't do, like, ergonomic studies on that thing. 100% did not. It's just...
0: there's Like I mentioned then, like, there's just a huge portion of the controller that is never being used because you have two hands and it has, like, three protuberances that you're supposed to grab. It's just
2: maybe they thought you were supposed to like
1: put it between your legs
2: i have a a theory that it wasn't designed it was found alien
0: technology yeah yeah i i could get behind that i mean it just it seems just so bananas to me and i don't know you know again i never played GoldenEye, so i don't know to what extent or in what way i guess that controller was used maybe it wouldn't port well but like you also ask the broader question when you read news like this of like why did it take so long james bond movies have been coming out every like three or four years for the last forever and i don't after Goldeneye, didn't james bond games just kind of die for a while like there may have been some other movie tie-ins but it seems like a very easy opportunity to make a buck i wonder and if
1: the license must have been so crazy that's what
0: it must that's what it must be is you know which by the way do you know who owns the james bond franchise i, I literally think her name is barbara broccoli seriously that's not even a joke I'm almost positive her name is Barbara Broccoli. It's like the Broccoli family. I'm going to Google that really quick, but I'm like 99% sure that I'm not making that up.
2: My hot take is that that franchise lives and dies on nostalgia. And overall, it's just kind of an okay game.
0: Barbara Broccoli is the primary producer of the James Bond movies. She owns the production company responsible for the James Bond series of films, according to Wikipedia. Interesting. That is amazing.
2: And where's, where does Larry the Cucumber fit into all this?
0: Right. Or uh, was it Bob the Tomato? Shout out to VeggieTales. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't. again, not much news. This should happen. There's no proof that it's happening besides some internet rumor mongering, but it's a no-brainer. Why would this not happen? Easy cash grab. Why are they not? Easy cash grab. Why are they not doing this? So we'll continue checking back in on that. We'll, of course, continue keeping an eye on the 007 game, Project 007 that's coming from IO Interactive. And uh, James Bond fans, keep your fingers crossed, I guess, is, is kind of the takeaway. So now we're going to head into our ad break, as we often do. Nerd Bomber is going to read something lovely for us. But before we do that, I would be remiss if I did not shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller, heading into the vast gray unknown of 2022 with us. And might I add, doing so fearlessly honorably nobly as a knight of the round table would i don't know can we lay a claim to the round table or is the king arthur does that like trademarked do we need to have a different shape table
1: can you trademark like i feel like that's ancient lore almost i don't know
0: it's like public domain yeah. uh I, i'll a, tell you what we have a we'll rectangle do, table i was gonna say like square because there's the three of us and there's steven so it makes sense what we each get one side of it so some some kind of quadrilateral if you want to get weird it could be a parallelogram but we want to thank Stephen uh as a producer on the show Stephen gets this shout out every episode he gets input into the weekly game segment he of course also gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and he gets the occasional guest spot on the show which he has availed himself of a number of times now uh, you can also be a squire. Steven is a knight, but you can also be a squire, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And you can also be a page, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. The vlog this past month and the secret segment, both of which were team-up jobs from Nerd Bomber and Tectic, both of which were very enjoyable. I strongly recommend checking them out. And to do so, you can subscribe to us on patreon you can head to patreon.com online warriors podcast check out more of the details on all the tiers of support there and consider giving back to the show helping us keep it running as we have been running it for these few years now my goodness Uh, so thanks again to steven check out the details on patreon if you want to join him amongst our ranks and we will be right back to talk about bioshock
1: Look, this time of year can be really tough. You know, we're past the holiday season, getting into the winter doldrums. You're seeing everybody on social media post their goals. And, you know, sometimes you just feel like there's roadblocks in the way, whether you're depressed or you just feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, that you just feel like there's something interfering with your happiness. That is where our sponsor, BetterHelp.com, can come help you. BetterHelp is a really great program that assesses your needs and will match you with your very own licensed professional therapist. Everybody is licensed through BetterHelp. It's not just some Joe Schmo who's on the other end of a chat line, and they allow you to connect with that therapist in a safe and private online environment. It's super convenient, and you can even start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours, so you don't have to worry about studying appointments a month or so out. You can get something very fast as soon as you need it. Right. <laughs> It's not a crisis line and it's not self help. It's professional counseling and it's all done securely. You know, one of the cool things about it is with the messaging aspect of BetterHelp, you can send a message to your counselor anytime that you're feeling low or that you just need to reach out and have some help and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. On top of that, you can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions to get a little bit more in depth one on one time and you'll never have to drive somewhere, go out in the cold, or sit in a weird, uncomfortable waiting room BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and they make it very easy and free to change counselors if you ever feel like you would be better served by a different counselor and it's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling You know, if you need it, there's even financial aid available. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can find the particular expertise that you need. You don't even have to limit yourself to anyone located in your general area. You can connect with people all around the world. You know, the licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, grief, anger, family conflicts, you name it. There is some counselor out there who can help you. The best part is just like traditional in-person counselor, anything you share is confidential and it's convenient, professional and affordable. BetterHelp is not a crisis line, but they will be able to get you the help that you need. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states so you know it's popular. We love our listeners here at the Online Warriors podcast. We want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp, That's slash listener. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, slash listener. Thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this week's episode. And now we'll get back to the show.
0: Okay, we are back to talk about BioShock. Now, we're not really actually we're not talking about BioShock. We're talking about the creator of BioShock, Ken Levine, whose next game is reportedly in development hell. Now, Ken Levine is now working for his studio, Ghost Story Games. They started working on this game around eight years ago, and it's supposed to be their next—or sorry, supposed to be their first project. So this is another one of those stories. They split off, I believe, from Irrational Games, uh, which closed in 2014, and Levine started working on a game with a premise that Levine called—and I'm quoting here—a narrative Lego, which sounds particularly. What's the word? Is
1: that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: It's a good thing in that it sounds really cool, but it's a bad thing in the ambitious—a little overly ambitious. I think it sounds great he wanted to create a game that would make sure everyone's every person's experience was unique where the characters reacted differently based on the player's actions and different scenarios played out each time depending on what was chosen before some games have of course already dabbled in that some of them to create effect but it sounds like what he's talking about is something that is a little bit more significant than that it was originally slated to release by fall 7 2017 it was going to be a sci-fi shooter uh, set on a mysterious space station similar to bioshock and also dare i say similar to dead space one of my favorite games ever so it sounds like it would have been great yeah it has entered development hell P- reportedly some acts irrational games developers have ch- have mentioned that he's a little bit hard to work with it sounds like because he wants things that are a little bit nebulous so again this is kind of just proof that not everyone gets it right it, it, you know it, if and th- if today's episode had a theme i think that's what it would be not everybody gets it right all the
2: time. Well, he's not He's not only a little bit nebulous, but also he just kind of, if he sees something completely different that he's like, ooh, I like that, he wants to strong arm it in and, and continue to delay, which is fine because the, he has basically unlimited time, no deadline to make the perfect game. But boy, does it got to be frustrating to work with him. But at the same time, to not have a deadline, ugh. That's also got to be super nice.
1: Yes and no, but I feel like there's probably financial obligations that come into play at some point. Like you would think that if a game is churning and churning and churning, there has to be either a publisher deal or advertising deals or something. And whoever your partners are are going like, okay, well, if you don't give us this game soon, we're going to drop you.
2: I mean, even, so even us, right? We we kind of want a new Bioshock installment or something Bioshock-esque. So I'm going to drop you.
0: So another problem is reportedly that he wants to create an experience that's like Bioshock with a fraction of the number of people that made it. And he has reportedly referred to Ghost Story games as a quote-unquote rounding error for Take-Two Interactive, who is bankrolling this, uh, this experiment with Ghost Story games. It sounds like... If he keeps going down this path, which does involve a lot of him changing his tastes and asking for very different things, uh, this isn't going to be going on much longer. (laughs) Maybe that's a little bit bleak, but that's kind of the way I read it. It's worth noting, by the way, 2K, meanwhile, has announced a new Bioshock Games in the works from its own internal studio, Cloud Chamber, but that also appears to be a little bit of ways away for the next several years that will be in development. That was as of 2019, so... Maybe we'll be hearing about that soon, but this is, you know, they don't have their main creator anymore and their main creator sounds to be up to some kooky stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it raises the question of how much ambition is the right amount.
1: I feel like there's a delicate balance because you know, if you're too ambitious, you may be thinking of things that aren't even possible yet. And, like, you always want to be pushing the bounds and innovating. But at the same time, like, there's limitations to the hardware, the coding, the engines. I'm just, Like, I'm not a game developer. I don't know. But there's limitations.
2: And as things. they always say, perfect is the enemy of good. Or good enough.
0: And, and you know, with, with developing a game from the ground up for eight years, I would imagine there has to be a lot. Of, so, like, take something like grand theft auto which is something that take 2 also obviously has worked on i believe it's take their take 2 right or is that well no that's rockstar but is rockstar part of take 2 i'm very confused in any case when you're working on something like grand theft auto for 8 years it's not as big a deal because the core experience of grand theft auto is going to be what it is the character models are all going to look much the same and as technology improves you can tweak them and make them better i have to imagine if you're working on a totally original thing for 8 years like this project has now spanned essentially an entire console release. So another problem might be that they're trying to hit a technologically moving target and that's got to be really annoying for developers. It sounds like a lot of developers have left Ghost Story Games. It sounds like they have some turnover going right now which given everything we've just talked about doesn't really surprise me. But when do you pull the plug if you are Take-2 and you're bankrolling this? Even if you know Ghost Story does see itself as a rounding error, there's a certain point at which a rounding Eric should just be taken away because it's not giving you anything.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like... And yeah. It's a weird... It's a capitalist conundrum. Because like, you want to let things churn to potentially get innovation, but you don't want to let things churn indefinitely where they just become a resource drain.
0: You got to make profits. Yeah. You got you to gotta portfolio it. Did I use the word right? Tactic? Was that proper? We'll check in on Ken Levine, see what he's got going with his narrative lego sometime down the road but right now it sounds like development hell is where he is and where he will stay i wish him the best of luck it's what are you up to and i am i want to carve out some extra time for this because i've been up to a whole heck of a lot i already like kind of snuck in the harry potter anniversary special thing whatever it was called into an earlier news segment because i knew i wasn't gonna be able to fit it in here because i've done so freaking much well now Uh, you've got
1: my curiosity peaked
0: I'm, i'm gonna dive in i mean I saw Spider-Man, No Way Home. Give us I can't your 10 seconds
1: without spoilers. Are you, are you
2: saying well, you were yeah, stuck so at the theater?
0: I can't talk... I Yeah, I had No Way Home. Uh, I can't talk about it for more than 10 seconds without spoiling anything. What I'm going to tell you, and what I told... What I already told Nerd Bomber and Technic on our Discord was... It's a top five Marvel movie for me. It's an absolute must-see. Simply because of what they did and what they accomplished. And just how... Insanely novel it is. That that that's that's all I'm gonna say. That's not really a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler. You should go see it the first chance you get. Uh, that's that's where I'll leave that. I don't want to talk about it more than that. I did watch two other movies. It was a big movie week for me, and I want to talk about both of them because they were both good in their own right. One was Don't Look Up. Did you guys watch Don't Look Up yet? Oh yeah. Yes, we. I did. can't
1: wait to talk about this.
0: The, okay, this is it's a group. This is what, what are we up to? It's a group thing. Well, I guess I'll, I'll frame it as such. I. I love Adam McKay. I love the big short. Of course, you know, Step Brothers and Anchorman Mammal being totally different are also great. Vice was good. This was more like a big short or a Vice kind of movie. He clearly has a visual language with which he wants to convey ideas in even a vaguely non-fictional universe. This is obviously a fictional universe that he's in, but it's trying very hard to be non-fictional, right? It's trying very hard to send a message about, you know, what the media does to our brains here in 2021. And what the political climate does to our brains here in 2021? Sorry, 2022. I just said that twice. It's 2022 now,
2: but you get what's crazy. Is it wasn't even intended for 2022 or 2021 or 2020 for that matter, as far as what the right. what's been covering the pro- political climate.
0: It was uncomfortable at times. It was deeply depressing at various times. It was very funny at other times. So it's one of those things you have to be ready to experience a wide range of emotions.
1: Yeah, I think for me in terms of the range of emotions it started out really funny and i was able to laugh at all of the parallels to real life especially in america i feel like it hit on the political climate very well but then as it went on i just got this growing pit of dread in my stomach and then it was just not fun not that it was bad well but i was just i i think it's kind of carried over a little bit into the days after where i'm just like not all hope is lost but a a little a little hope it's it, been lots well, watching you, this movie it,
2: illegal did you stay for the post credit scene i did okay uh, that kind of made it okay
0: did it though it, it, it was funny it, I, what you're get, what nerd bomber's getting at what i think i agree with it there's a lot of parts that feel uncomfortably prophetic right where you're thinking okay this started as a comedy and now suddenly it's not anymore because i can imagine this it hits too close people's now. actual too reaction to yeah So you you have to go in, you know, preparing yourself for that, having a stomach for that. It's very worth watching. Uh, Leo is amazing in it. He's a great actor. However you feel about Leo DiCaprio, he's a really good actor. That's kind of, I think that's an unassailable opinion at this point. I want to juxtapose it though, because the next night, I I watched these movies in three consecutive evenings. Spider-Man, then Don't Look Up, and then Tick, Tick, Boom, which I thought was better then don't look up two Uh, netflix
1: ones back to back huh
0: yeah if you're not into musicals obviously it's not really it's probably not going to be your cup of tea but it was a very very well constructed musical movie in my opinion Uh, a lot of really great songs andrew garfield was he's going to win awards for this Uh, i i virtually guarantee for those that don't know this movie is about the guy who created rent it is a a semi-autobiographical Musical that he wrote and performed for a brief time before rent came out He actually died the day rent came out if you didn't know that his name is Jonathan Larson you should google him He won a pulitzer among other many other things. It's a great movie a lot of great music a lot of catchy songs uh, Very well produced. Lin-Manuel Miranda directed it and cameoed in it also. So if you Man, like and him Andrew
2: Garfield is really uh, He's a stuff.
0: Well, I don't know what else he's up to, but he's doing this and he's doing it well. So I think I'll I'll, I'll cap it there. I've been up to a lot of other things. A lot of, I've been doing a lot of board gaming because I got some board games as gifts over Christmas. But I'll save that for next week and turn it over to Nerd Bummer.
1: So we also, in addition to Don't Look Up, the next day we watched Encanto because we needed something a little bit more uplifting and palate
0: cleanser. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And this is another Lin-Manuel Miranda movie in a way because he worked on the music for this. And I think I want to say he either wrote or produced on this movie as well. But this is actually really good. First of all, I liked, you know, another diverse Disney movie. I think the last one was Luca, and obviously that one was in Italy. This is taking place in Colombia. I like that we're kind of getting more around the world Disney movies. I think it's just very representative of the world at large, and it's kind of neat totally. to see what Disney can do in different environments. And obviously, you know, in Colombia, they have like more of a rainforest, foresty environment, and it's just really colorful and everything pops. And I actually really liked this movie because well, I didn't find the music actually to be that catchy like the music was just there and that was fine but I really liked the story of this movie and I don't want to spoil anything it is a little predictable you can kind of see where it's going like halfway through but it's definitely kind of written more for adults like I don't think that a kid watching this movie would truly or at least I would hope they wouldn't truly understand the theme but essentially the theme of this movie is you know the, the pressures of you know, parents and grandparents and what they put on their kids as they grow and learn and become adults in the world. How that impacts them and how that impacts the family dynamic and impacts self-esteem and all that kind of stuff. And what things you can do to try to rectify those divisions that are caused by familial generational pressure. And I think it was a very mature storyline. I really liked everything about this movie i wouldn't say it was a movie that like i'm going to necessarily remember like a lot of like movies like soul i remember that sat with me for like a a while and a lot of the pixar movies like kind of leave you heartbroken like a coco would leave you crying this didn't really do that but i think it was still a really good message nonetheless The animation was great. Stephanie Beatriz was great as the lead character. Love her. Love to see more of her in things outside of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So really excited to see her career just kind of blossoming. I know she's been doing a lot of things lately. And overall, it was just a very, I enjoyed the movie. I wouldn't call it like Disney's best in a while, but it was a lot of fun. So definitely would recommend that as a nice palate cleanser. And the other thing is that we started playing Mario Golf Super Rush, which was a Christmas gift that I got. And we so far have mostly played motion control golfing. Me and Tactic have been duking it out of the links. And it's actually when you use motion control, it actually feels semi-realistic. Like you actually have to have a decent amount of control, control your swing, make sure you're not swinging wild like Tactic sometimes does, or you'll end up in a bunker and, Just relax.
2: It's a strategy.
1: <laughs> and there's not a ton of courses, but if you're playing a full 18 holes, I think it would probably take like an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours, depending on how slow you are. And, you know, we have the little golf club grippy thing, so it makes it feel more realistic. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. My only weird complaint is that, like the adventure mode, which is the single player campaign, for whatever reason, they decided you can't use motion controls. You only have to use like you know how in Madden when you are kicking a field goal, like it has that like meter that you just click a button and that's your yeah your, like that's what they decided adventure mode would be like, and that to me that's strange like why not just enable motion control you have it in the rest of the game but hey what do I know but it's fun I am enjoying it so good fun over here
0: I feel like in that context you you know a decent amount just as a user of like why would why would you do this right it seems very strange to me. But I don't know. They're Nintendo, like you, like you were getting at. I guess they probably have a reason. I just don't know what
1: Nintendo they're. is going to Nintendo,
0: right?
2: Absolutely. So my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Go go right ahead. So I don't know if you guys know this, but this last week was New Year's, and if you are a Patreon subscriber, um, you know that I love to cook, and you've actually gotten the opportunity to see me cooking in action. I planned a wonderful three course meal. Consisting of a bacon, beer, cheese for the first course with bread, carrots, and broccoli for dipping. The next course was chicken and steak that is cooked in your boil of potatoes, beef broth with roasted red pepper flakes. And then we're going to move on to the third course, which is chocolate, and we will be dipping marshmallows, strawberries, and pineapples. So I had an absolute blast making this meal. It was just. Like I said, you guys will get to see me thrive in the kitchen on that. The other thing that I put an ungodly amount of time in, um, as you guys have heard from last week, I'm trying to get into drones. And I spent days upon hours on forums, on Reddit, researching, trying to get the cost down, 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 down to entry to have a completely programmable flight controller drone system. And you know what? Best I can do was $300, and I feel like that's, like, reasonable for a drone. That's but pretty I, good. But I just got to pull the trigger, and man, I am struggling with that one. So maybe next week you'll hear me excitedly go, I did it, guys, I did it. Or maybe you'll just hear me go, nope. But I so just need to by, come through that hurdle.
0: This is by the components and assembly required.
2: Assembly um, is required. Part. Yeah, it's, it's a custom build with various components. Being brought together I mean, if, for if once, I had to liken right. it,
1: it would be like building your own PC from scratch. But this is with a drum. Yeah,
2: and and for a first time PC builder, it is daunting.
0: Oh, it's definitely daunting. I, but if anyone can do it, I think it's you. If there's look, if there's one place that I know you're comfortable, it's the kitchen. If there's a second place that I know you're comfortable, it's the tinker zone. I made that term up, but I think it's it's apt for this. Also, when I say yeah, but that up one until place now, all the of my tinkering
2: has have been like. 20 to, to 30 dollar projects right this is 10 times sure. that
0: this, this is a step a step upward and I, I i'm willing to acknowledge that but i believe in you and before before we went on the air i was imploring you to drop those fat stacks and and make this a reality if only so we actually does this have a camera on it this drone
2: or will it would it this one does not but it will have programmable autopilot where you can just say go and that's 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 right. the step that I'm going to take.
0: So you're you're going for Sentry drone Correct. situation. Cool. I was going to save it at a camera on it, you could make some.
2: Because then I could just be like some some blocks, be like, hey Alexa, right? attack.
0: Wow. Right. Oh, that's it. at the end of the day, that's what all drone users want. So uh, I think you should go for it. So keep us updated on that. Keep us updated on your kitchen adventures. Some other things have happened. I, I, I want to circle back because I forgot to mention one personal thing, which is that I beat Nerd Bomber in a fantasy football league and I won the championship. And yeah, that's it. I just wanted people to know that. It at least makes me
1: feel better that you beat me just lost to go champ, on to win. But yeah. you by by the skin of your teeth this week and if i had one the
2: skin of your
0: teeth
1: if i had one i would have knocked your opponent out of the ballpark
0: look team of destiny i I don't know what else to say team of destiny that's what it was we don't need to get into specifics but i just wanted to kind of lord over you for a second mission accomplished and uh on a much more depressing note something happened to all of us this past week that we need to acknowledge uh we, we lost the queen, guys. Betty White passed devastated. away at 99 less than three weeks away from her hundredth birthday, which would have been an absolute banger of a celebration. There is no doubt and probably still will be. Honestly, I'm seeing so many things going around about here's how we should all celebrate Betty White's birthday. Not the least of which is like donating to, to animal shelters, which is a great thing to do. I mean, she her her like her special people magazine issue had just come out for her hundredth birthday. Like there's, there was a lot of things in the works. There's probably going to be a TV special and uh, she was taken from us. It was the news no one wanted to hear. And yet no one was particularly surprised. But she's 99, right? You've seen a lot of things along the lines of, boy, I, you know, I hope when I pass away, if I'm 99, people will say he was gone too soon. Because that means you've really, you've really done something. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was not a Golden Girls watcher. I was not a, was it Dick Van Dyke she was on or the Mar- Mary, Tyler Moore Mary Taylor Moore show? I was Moore. on the Mary Tyler Moore show watcher. I've seen her in a handful of things she's kind of just everywhere
2: but like i never watched a show where she's she was like regular, the stan like, lee of all other movies
1: well i mean didn't right. she show I, up in like a snickers commercial a few years back where she was getting
0: she's done in so like much
1: flag football
0: if you if you look at if you like go to her wikipedia and look at her filmography and in particular look at like her television career it is just, it is insane how much she has been on and how much she just kind of pop in and do stuff. She had a huge game show part of her career where she was a game show like she's on like Match Game and Password all those shows for a really long time because she her actually, husband I guess was the host. Yeah, of she of met password. her
1: third husband through Password.
0: Yeah, they uh, met on he knew the, the show. The password. An amazing career. I, 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 you know, I'll obviously I'll turn it over to you guys if you want to talk at about how this affected you. I don't want to speak, steal any of your quiz content because the quiz today is about Betty White, but I just. Obviously it was it sucked. <laughs> that's that's my takeaway. I don't know if you guys have any different takeaways than that. I would imagine not, but
1: I mean, for me it's just Betty White was it seemed like she was always there. If you think about it, I've never been alive in a world without Betty White. My parents have never been alive in a world without Betty White. Like as an entertainment staple, she has always been around. And I think one of the things that not everybody can say, you know, there's that old adage, you live long enough to oh man, I'm butchering it.
0: I'm talking about the dark knight thing no if long enough to- no like you, you
1: live long enough to become the villain and she never did like she just seemed like a genuinely good person she I'm, I'm a huge animal person she was a huge animal person donated so much money to animals had a ton of animals herself like genuinely just cared and there's not that many people in the world that you can just say are genuinely nice to everybody and try to make the world a, a brighter place and she Not was a one single bad
0: thing. It, it it's it's definitely reminiscent of when Robin Williams passed away, in that everyone was like, he, there was no bad story. He was just everyone's like, he was the nicest person in the world to me, and he did not have to be. That was like kind of the the moral of the story with him, and it seems like it's the same thing with with Betty. So, a huge loss of an American icon. There is no doubt.
1: So I guess we'll honor her by yeah not making a game of her. Her life, but you know, learning more about her, some of the details that we, I mean, everybody knows that she was on the Golden Girls and the Mary Tyler Moore short show, but like there's so much more that she did that people just don't know about. So that's what I tried to really pull from for our quiz topic this week. Um, I will say the slate is clean for a new year.
0: Slate is clean. I- I've been coasting on a large cushion for a long time and I'm feeling pressure for the first time in a while. So I'm going to see how I respond to that.
1: So we'll start with this first question. Since Tactic lost last year, we'll give him a little bit of a break. Illegal, you will go first for this first question. So Betty White was actually a huge fan of Parade. She loved him. And she was the host of NBC's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade alongside Lauren Green for how many years? That was the first question.
0: Now, first of all, I have no idea who the second person is, which, again, is just a testament to how great Betty White is how many years this is a long time she she was she sat in this chair for a while
2: 17 years guys 17 years i'm gonna say one i think it was less than 17 years
1: all right Tectic gets his first point on this one she was the host for nine years she was actually the host of the annual tournament of roses parade for much longer However, because these parades were on NBC and the Mary Tyler Moore show was on CBS, as her popularity and fame of that show grew, they decided that they would pull her from her parade docket and all of the rival promotion that came with her. And then she was no longer part of the parade. And she was actually quoted at one point. This is not a direct quote, but basically saying how she was so sad to basically be sitting at home watching other people doing the parade because she loved parades that much so big parade girl love that
0: nine years is a long time i don't want to i don't want to crap on that oh yeah it's it still a
1: very respectful tenure for sure yeah so as okay as you guys may know betty white was a huge lover of animals to the point where in an interview with abc news at one time betty white said that if she wasn't a singer or an actress she actually wanted to be either a park ranger or a zookeeper keeper. The U.S. Forest Service then went on to make her an honorary forest ranger. At what age did they bestow that honor upon her? And Tactic, you go first with this one.
0: I'm going to say 65. Boy, it's a really good guess. I was going to say 67, but I'm not going to do that. She was older. Definitely. She was, I'm at 10, 75.
1: All right. Illegal gets this one. They actually gave her the official honorary forest ranger title at the age of 88 years old
2: holy moses she was a good for you betty. for almost 11 years yeah incredible
1: so speaking of wow. long times betty actually mm. holds the guinness world record for the longest tv career for an entertainer in what year did her career start
0: oh god okay so it's 2022 now <laughs> it, was, well, it was 2021 when she died she was 99 when did tv start that's, that, that, like, that's literally the operative question here is when did television start? I'm going to say 1945.
1: All right, tactic.
2: That's a really good guess. That's basically <laughs> the math that I just did. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 1946.
1: Okay, you guys actually both busted here. At just 17 years old, White's career in the entertainment business started fresh out of high school. She worked at a local TV station in 1939. So no
0: point. I, I literally literally did not know there was tv then uh, and in fact i still don't believe it <laughs> that's fine i don't want the point tactic wasted is plus one so yeah that's good for me i feel like
1: okay so next question up in the first 24 hours of activation betty white took twitter by storm how many twitter followers did betty white get
0: in the first 24 hours
2: or like total
1: in the first 24 hours
2: mm. Eight
0: hundred and fifty two thousand. oh it's so much more than that. I'm gonna say two million, but it's more than
2: even that.
1: All right, this one you actually both busted again. She amassed 118 thousand followers, so you overestimated what? a little bit.
2: I knew it was in the hundred thousands.
0: Y'all, y- y'all are doing my my Queen Betty White dirty. That y- y'all should have followed her much sooner. That's just that's those are rookie numbers. Fine, I didn't want the point. But let's let's continue.
1: <laughs> okay, so. I have two more questions than a tiebreaker. I figured we'll give Betty a few more questions than we normally do, just because sure. she's so great. How many primetime Emmy Awards was she nominated for?
0: Oh gosh. This is gonna be a large number. Oh Betty. Oh Betty. Thirty seven.
1: And tactic?
2: I'm gonna say forty five.
1: You both busted again. Jeez
2: Louisiana. It's
0: gonna be this is a one to one thriller here. Okay.
1: She was nominated for 21 Primetime Emmy Awards and won five of those awards.
0: The takeaway here is that we really love Betty White, I feel like. <laughs> we're, we're overestimating everything because we love her so much. And I'm proud of that. Okay, last question. And I have the, I have the upper hand here, definitively, in this one-to-one thriller we have going.
1: So, Betty White once said that her portrayal of Sue Ann Nivens in The Mary Tyler Moore Show was her first big hit. In how many episodes did Betty White appear in The Mary Tyler Moore Show?
2: Oh, God. I'm going
0: to say... Did you say anything, or did you just make like you were going to say something, and then you stopped?
2: 55!
0: 55? Okay. Well, I was hoping not to have to do this, but I feel like it is definitely higher, so I'm going to have to go 56. 56.
1: Okay, you guys both busted again. So please don't Come bust on, on my tiebreaker no. because that would That was it.
2: strategic. I picked a number that I knew was too high. Because <laughs> I That's not like that really high. Muscle. I mean, how many episodes of the show were there? So
1: she was a recurring character, but not like a main staple. So she didn't appear in every episode. She actually only appeared in 45 episodes of the show.
0: Oh, jeez, We were so close. Okay. Uh, Well, look, before you say the tiebreaker, let me just tell you. Betty White deserves better than this there's absolutely no doubt i apologize to betty this will be a text in tiebreaker because technic and i clearly cannot handle just standard quizzing at this point i mean hey so she's, she's
1: getting it down to the wire here at least you know it's a very close game
0: very exciting for sure uh lay it on us i'm ready
1: how many episodes of the golden girls are there this was obviously one of her main roles that people know her for
0: okay you have my answer
1: and Legal takes home the first game of 2022 <laughs> with an answer of 100, but their actual number was 180. So he beat Tactic out here. There were 180 total episodes of The really Golden Girls. I thought you were going to bust. She played Rose Island from St. Olaf. If anybody ever thinks of St. Olaf, you will think of Betty White. I promise.
0: Did you did you say like one Tactic? Did, were you just saying I was going to bust? You said one? I said
2: 75. Okay.
0: Well, look, something's changed in the new year and some things stay the same. Tectic, once again, it was <laughs> it's not your day. You moved to the 0-1-1 and, and I moved to 1-0, and 0, undefeated on the year, baby. And next week, Nerd Bomber and Tectic will show down and we'll see if Tectic can, can ride the ship. I mean, look, Tectic, if there's any good news here, year, it's that it's early yet. So don't despair. Our thanks to to Betty White and our thoughts are with her family and, you know anyone who was close with her we are going to sign off now but want to thank everyone who stuck around to listen let us know if you had any thoughts on any of the things we talked about today any of the gaming news you can hit us up at online warriors one that's our main show account we also have at ow legal 86 that's my account we have at ow nerd and at ow to get at us individually you can also leave us a review on apple podcasts tell us how good or how bad we are doing And uh, hit us up on Patreon if you want to get back to the show, the details for that, patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. And we'll talk at you next week. We'll keep 2022 rolling. In the meantime, should we start something new for this year? Besides me just trying to come up with occupations. I feel like that might not be a good sign off. Sure. Maybe we'll have to workshop that. Drink Uh, orange juice. Okay. So personal advice. Uh, We'll go with that. And the first one of 2022 is drink orange juice which i don't really know if i agree with but it it couldn't hurt you know vitamin c being what it is so uh go go have a, a tall glass of oj and we'll talk at you next week